In honor of Black History Month, friend of NWEF and history teacher Ted Lamb is going to share a story with you about little-known black patriots in American history. Stay tuned each Friday this month for a new episode about one of these secret American heroes. Thank you for joining us on the State of Education. This is Black History Month, and I am honored to be joined by Ted Lamb, who is a history teacher. And we are focusing on different individuals throughout history who were Black Americans and who had impact at their time. And these are people that uh, maybe you've heard of, maybe you haven't, but it's important for us to understand the significance of Black Americans all throughout our history. And so, uh, Ted, who are we going to talk about today? Today, we're going to, oh, thank you for having me again. Sure. Um, Today, we're going to talk about one of my favorites. Um, And most people, again, probably have never heard the name but they have seen the image, they just don't realize it. And this gentleman was the name of Peter Salem. Um, and he actually was uh, part of the, the Massachusetts Minutemen hmm. um, there at the beginning of 1775, 1776. Mm-hmm. Um, and he fought at the battles of Concord, Saratoga, and the most important one for him, or where he gets his uh, his uh, his um, inf- uh, to become famous, to become a model, is the Battle of Bunker Hill. And and basically, here's why: um, how, uh, how many of us actually remember or realize in our heads, and you can see the picture in your head of the Battle of Bunker Hill. But if you look to the bottom right you actually see something that would have to be pointed out to you. And you see the, 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 the man with like a sword, I think, that was there. But right behind him is a black man with an actual musket, okay? And that man is Peter Salem. And he is given credit for um, shooting um, the British uh, commander, Major um, John Picarn. And he is actually um, recognized even by Washington after the battle itself. Why is that important? Because one, by him doing that, according to British rules of war and regulations, you know, everyone lines up in a straight line and they march forward. Mm-hmm. Why don't you hide behind a tree? I don't know, but <laughs> in this case, um, in this case, uh, the in order to keep order. Um, commanders of the British line, your officers, uh-huh. would do that. You take out an officer, chaos has a tendency to ensure. What happened in this case was the fact that um, because of his actions, he was able to have saved many American lives or colonists' lives at that time for mm-hmm. us to be able to get off that hill and and, and off to safety. Uh, safety. But he was one that um that actually did that it, it's an incredible story when you when you look at it um and it's right there in that painting so again when we talk about um uh the concept of of african american month or black history month or in terms of um african americans in 16th 17th 1800s mm-hmm. again we see this as only as things like slavery um, illiterate, illiteracy, 
um, horrible things done to them. We don't ever think about the concept of that you would give a musket to a, a, a black person. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not what our history actually teaches and, and tells us. Um, you know, we, we know that um, at that point there was like over 5,000 uh, British troops. Uh, we were outmanned um, at that point. And basically because of this actions, you know, we, we lived to see another day. And uh, Washington was able to, to regroup, go on, and head off to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all because of this one person. <laughs> so do you know anything about the background of this gentleman? Any of the backstory before this battle or this, this event that really brought him to the forefront in history? Yeah, so um, a, a little bit here that you know, Salem, um, he actually was a member of the 5th Massachusetts Regiment, served um, there for the rest of the, uh, the revolution. That was a total of seven years of military service, mm-hmm. um, which was about the same time achieved by other soldiers, too. Mm-hmm. Um, he end, And here's what's interesting uh, as well. And again, we don't think about this. Um, he entered the revolution as a slave, but finished it as a free person. And in fact, he got married in 1783 at the conclusion of, of the revolutionary uh war as well um there's also a a, a monument in honor of him in in, uh, framingham massachusetts um and of course john trumbull the famous painting of uh, the death of general warren at the battle of bunkle hill that's the image that um was being uh brought up there too so you know again like others his his uh, time in in uh period it's fascinating to me that, you know, they were slaves mm-hmm. and just think about this, you know, rationally a little bit. They, he was a slave. The British was offering freedom. Why didn't they run there? They knew what was happening here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, they probably couldn't bank on any promises supposedly, but they didn't go running to the British. You know, that, that speaks volumes. Right. I, I'm not saying that we, you know, slavery under the Americans was was good. I'm not saying that at all. But obviously they understood something that we're missing today. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the fact that they saw themselves as Americans. Maybe the fact they saw themselves as an opportunity. So, Well, and I'm sure, I mean, especially during that time of the Revolutionary War, I mean, there was a lot of idealism. Uh, that was f- developing in this country. I mean, people had come here for liberty. Uh, and even though some of them were slave owners, they understood the principles of liberty. Um, and and we know that many of those folk gave liberty uh, and treated their servants their slaves as more like servants and hirelings and so forth. Not everybody did. We know that. Uh, There are some terrible things in our history in that regard. But I think, you know, that principle of liberty, that principle of, you know, uh, 
freedoms that can be achieved. And when the owner has freedoms, that allows certain things even for the slave. Uh, that goes back to certain foundational principles as well. But let me switch here just real quick because, you know, again, we see so many times that freedom was given to these individuals, especially when they stood up and fought alongside, when they joined the cause. And so often we have these stereotypes um, that, uh, you know, people are just sponging off of the system or whatever. But if we look at taking the story you just shared, if we look at modern day America, there are so many people who come to this country and they are maybe not citizens. They are, you know, they've got their paperwork or maybe they don't have their paperwork. Uh, but there's something unique about our military system. When people join the military and actually fight for this country, those people have a path to citizenship. It's an amazing parallel there. And, and I think, you know, there again, that's just one of those, con when you bring something to the table, when you invest in the good of the country, when you put yourself out, um, tremendous opportunities come for, to those who do that. Yes, exactly. And, and, and just personally, I, I, I think that anyone that does do that um, should get a path to citizenship. Sure. Um, they, they have earned that. And I think the reason why, and you are correct, there is an interesting parallel with that. You know, there's an interesting parallel with our organic or founding documents that had an understanding of freedom and liberty that's given us what we've got even up to today um, because, you know, of, of those things. Um but yes, I mean, you know, all of these individuals, I, I mean, and there's many others that um, were slaves. They fought um, even though there was no guarantee because they understood that what the potential that was here. Keep in, keep in mind this, too. Most people don't even understand this. I didn't either until a few years ago. But um, Thomas Jefferson, in his Declaration of Independence, he wanted slavery to be done with completely. It was Georgia and South Carolina that wouldn't go along with the Declaration of Independence. So that was struck. Um, and, but in the listing, if you go and you see, there's like 27, 26, 28 uh, grievances against the king in the Declaration. Right. One of those is the fact that Jefferson says that he has placed on our shores the scourge of slavery. I'm paraphrasing. But mm -hmm. basically Jefferson, who gets a bad rap as well, and others understood that, you know, this wasn't, they understood that slavery went against the concept of freedom and liberty. Yes. Um, did, they, did they benefit off of it? Yes. Did our economy benefit? Yes. But they still understood that there was something horribly wrong with this, and they tried to end it. Um, that was July 2nd, 1776. But just two years earlier, under the Articles of Association, it actually called for the ending of slavery, and all 13 was on board. Hmm. So it's interesting, as you point out, how these individuals, Peter Salem, 
the last week when we talked about Prince Whipple, they understood what was at play. They understood the time that they lived in and what this meant. And so even as a um, slave, um, they were willing to fight and die for it. Again, this is really different from than what we understand or what we're taught today mm -hmm. about that time period. And it's very unfortunate. Yes, it really is. Wow, Ted, thank you for sharing that story with us today and look forward to seeing what we've got for next week. You've been listening to The State of Education with Melvin Adams, a Noah Webster Educational Foundation podcast. We're a nonprofit organization with the goal of reclaiming education and culture through foundational principles and sound policy. To partner with us, you can give a tax-deductible gift at nwef.org slash donate. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Tune in next week for more on the state of education.